passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Shit! Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. All right, here we go. It is the podcast for a Tuesday, October 4th. Al and Jerry with you. What is up, sir? Oh, hi, Jerry. I was just with Joe and Evan. Yeah. Uh, you go in there during a commercial break. You run in... <laughs> Well, yeah, no, it's my No, no, I'm saying, but, but there's a commercial break before you, or is there a commercial break after you? There is. There's usually a commercial into the 2020. Into the 2020, right. So, so when you were going in, Evan came out, and I oh, saw okay. I saw Evan in the hallway, and he's wearing sweatpants. He always, almost to every- To work? Almost every day. You can't wear sweatpants Why to not? Work. Our hosts wear shorts and flip-flops. Shorts, shorts are different than sweatpants. Yeah, I do think so. I don't. Sweatpants really sends a sign of... They're wearing flip-flops. I know, but that's still a look. Okay. Like, if you wear shorts, like a nice stylish short... Right. ...and flip-flops, I'm okay with that. Wearing sweatpants out of your house when you're not on your couch or running up to get a coffee on, like, a Saturday morning, it's somewhat embarrassing. I think if you don't have jeans or khakis on, it's all off the table. I mean, the other day, Craig had shorts, flip-flops, and a uh, T-shirt that said, smoke weed. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little different. Your thoughts? Uh, that, that's probably not great. But cannabis for the rest of us, or yeah. something. I just never go for sweatpants outside. I of don't the house. wear sweatpants. I have so a big problem with it. I only wear, and it can be literally January eighth, and it could be four degrees outside. If I'm not in jeans, I'm in shorts, and that's it. I'd rather have shorts and two sweatshirts on. Than where I just don't like sweatpants. I never have. Yeah, I love jeans. Uh, I have a nephew who's uh, 17, and my sister was telling me about that she had to go clothes shopping for him. Yes. And that the kids in his high school, he's a senior, mm-hmm. 
they don't wear jeans. He has no pairs of jeans. So what do they wear? They wear khakis. They do, huh? Which I couldn't imagine. Well, that's what... Now, my kids wear khakis because they go... With the school they go to, they have a uniform. And they khaki school. The one thing I love about it is the fact that there's no, what do I wear tomorrow? I wore this last week. I can't wear it again. Awesome. Now, they have plenty of dress down days, but that's not like needing something five days a week for eight months out of the year. That is awesome. So it's tremendous. You buy them literally. They each have four pairs of khakis, and they each have four or five different shirts done for the year. <laughs> and it's all now we got to get them every year because they get bigger and they right. grow, but it's it's so much better. I need I'm I'm down to two pairs of jeans. You're on a two jean rotation? I'm down to two pairs because one as you see and I might wear them tomorrow so really three. I have holes all over them. They're ripped to shreds, but I still like them. The problem is after I put the 12 pounds back on, I probably have four pairs of jeans in my I can't wear. So right now I'm on a rotation of two pair of fat jeans. Mm. See, I'm in. I'm in at my all-time high of a four jean rotation right now. I wonder why that is. Yeah, I well, you have a I girlfriend. Added, that's why I added a pair, and I didn't take any out, so I have a four jean rotation. See, that's pretty good. Eddie Scazzari appears to be on a, a one or two jean rotation because I see the Levi's he's wearing. They have uh, one of the belt loops is broken yes. on it. It's a it's a marker that you can tell every yeah, it's day. It's a marker. No yeah, question. once you get a marker on your jeans where you can tell you're wearing the same ones every day, right? But he that's a little tougher. He doesn't give a crap. He does not. And good for him, by the way. And um, listen, you're on a two-gene rotation. You at least wash yours. I'm on a four-gene rotation. That's a one once-a-month wash. Once a month? Because I'm four-gene rotation. Yeah, I'm really I guess. Only wearing if you're them only wearing times. them, I was going to say, if you're only wearing them a few times, I yeah. guess so. I mean, I listen, I made a point of saying my wife washes the clothes literally every week, and everybody told me how crazy that was. Right. So I've tried to relax that a little bit, but after I've been in them a few times, I, it, no, you got, I don't know. I, mm. I can't put them on again. Hmm. So, anyway, uh, since we're talking about uh, clothes. Yes. You had shown me, and I saw the article in the New York Post, and I sent it to my friend uh, who I exercise with about how people that do these marathons are running a lot. And not only are they not fit and trim, they're going the other way, and in large numbers in some cases, meaning some of these people, there were two that they highlighted in the article, the one girl put on 30 pounds. Yeah, they had a before and after picture. But the before and after was before starting to train for the marathon and then running the marathon, she put on 30 pounds, like it's you said. Unreal. Yeah, because I think what happens, Jerry, is that there's some sense of entitlement after you run a lot of miles that you're going to eat what you want to eat. The sugary sports drinks they cited as uh, something that was terrible. Because it's not they're not just having one, they're guzzling a few of them. Right. And when you guzzle Gatorades, that's got sugar in it. A lot of sugar. Yeah. It was interesting, too, talking about how there's a lot of confusion in nutrition and exercise and what it pointed out. And I I think I fall for this, too, and, and a lot of people do. The more you work out, what do you hear? You need to eat protein within an hour after, refuel the muscle and, you know, whatever uh, exercise you're doing, and you end up overeating because a your portions are not what they should be and b you start eating too much of things you probably shouldn't because you think you are afforded those calories so the whole thing was really interesting and i'm I'm actually so confused by all of it at this point i don't know what i'm reading what i'm looking at what i'm doing portion control is amazing it is very confusing like you said because there's people in this article about the marathon runners where they say oh um well, my trainer told me I was eating too much. Then the next person says, my trainer told me I wasn't eating enough, so my body was going into storage mode. Right. As I, 
who's supposed to know what to do the right thing? Right. And you run these, mar- not full 26-mile no, marathons, marathon. but you, all right, let's put it this I way. I run you a part, 5K. That's nothing. You participate in the... Rarely. You say it's nothing, but the, the average person off the street cannot just go run a 5K. What is that, three and a half miles? Uh, yes. I would I would venture to guess the average person cannot run a mile without having to stop. So stop with that. No, it's not the, It's not bad. And what do you see when you go? People that look like they shouldn't be able to run, and yet right. they can because they're in heart health and their lung capacity is good, but they ain't looking so good. Yeah, so what do we do, Jerry? Not exercise, I guess, is the— Well, the one thing I've—you know what? Me and you have talked about this. No, not not exercise. Oh, it's not, not exercise. The one thing that seems to be everything that I read and look at— Seems to be you got to mix it up every day. You can't stay on the same thing. You got to confuse your body. I don't know if that's right or not, but who knows? We're going to give that a try. I am. Um, my gym just upped their prices again, Jerry. I can't believe how much you're spending. Well, I'm not. So they upped it to 120 a month. But what were you spending? It got up to 109. Right. And then I was what like, are you what doing? am I doing? Right. And I, and I went in to, uh, to put in my uh, notice. Oh, you did? Yeah. Was this like Seinfeld? I thought they were going to like, I thought they were going to, uh, Beg me to come back, Jerry? Right. No. They were like, oh, okay. How about that? So now I got to find another gym. That is like when I called and canceled Comcast. Yeah. And with the Yankees. You thought they were going to go, please don't leave us. Well, do you remember the guy that called to cancel and he he oh, he taped the phone call with the the representative? And, and they the wouldn't guy let him. Wouldn't let him cancel? Yes. So I was calling waiting for a fight and they were like, Okay, you'd like to cancel? Uh, you sure? Uh, yeah, I think I am. Okay, done. What? Look over. TV's out. I'm like, my God, what did you do? Just hit a switch? <laughs> it's off. My kid's in the middle, you know, of watching Loud House or something or whatever show it was or SpongeBob and la ti di uh, what just happened? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still on the phone with them. I don't know how they did that so fast. It was kind of like you. Yeah. They said, all right, sir, you're done. Please leave. The yeah, cops they, were there to take you off the premises. Yeah, they said, they said to me, they go, oh, you were one of our original members. I guess I joined when it wasn't that old. I go, yeah. I was still waiting for the beg, like to beg me Nothing. to stay. No. What do you suppose, do you remember what you started at as a monthly member when you first joined? Um... It, it was probably in the 90s, maybe $95. Yeah. Really? That's interesting. It's amazing what gyms get. So, yeah, when they sent me my notice saying that my gym membership was going up to one, 120 sure. they go, that is currently $40 less than new members pay if they if you join today. I'm like, you're charging 160 Who for a gym that? membership? Yeah, it's And cr- there's always pubic hairs in the locker. I did tell them that, Jerry. Don't think that didn't come up in my exit meeting. Did you really? Yeah. They go, oh, why are you leaving? I go, well, it's getting very expensive, and for one twenty a month, I shouldn't have to check nine, 19 different lockers before I find one without a pubic hair in it. I go, and I go off-peak hours, like, clean the lockers. It's what not else that are you hard. doing with my $109? Plus, sometimes I, I, I'm a creature of habit, habit Jerry, so I'll, no, gener- you? <laughs> so I'll generally go to the same locker. Some days the same pubic hairs in there from two days earlier, so they're not oh, cleaning God. it. Come on, man! I do DNA testing. I'm That's not going like the, the hotels. Locker. I mean, what are we exactly. doing? Exactly. Does anybody do their again? Does anybody do their job right? And by the way, that hotel story that uh, we covered yesterday on the podcast yeah. that the hotels are not changing sheets right. between customers. Right. My girlfriend is uh, going to Comic Con this week. It's uh, in New York City. She is. That's right. Comic-Con? Comic-Con. Are you going to go to it and get dressed up like Superman? No, that's not my thing. 
Will she get dressed up? Uh, she probably will, will dress as You're something. kidding me. No, she will. Wow, I've got a little bit of a different view now. Yeah. Well, she goes with her son, likes to. Uh, oh, that's the, okay. They go as like oh, that's a, different, as a mother-son thing. No, never mind. That's but fine. she had scheduled uh, to stay over in New York. No more. She canceled. By the way. Canceled. I might throw up right now. About? <laughs> you remember the one night I had a Columbia game and I stayed at the Holland Tunnel The Holland Motor Tunnel Lodge. Motor Lodge. Yes, just outside the Holland Tunnel in New Jersey. I'm sure that was... Reasonably priced. Was Jerry? I sleeping on ejaculate? Right. Yes. <laughs> you asked for the ejaculate room. Are you telling me top notch hotels are not changing sheets? Yes. And I slept there one night? Yes, you did. Oh my God. I could never, I will never use a face cloth in a hotel because I am sure people ejaculate into them. And who knows if they're getting washed properly. Well, now who knows if they're getting washed at all? Exactly. Oh, God. Because you know when people are in hotel rooms, they're just abusing the sheets. Like, I would never lay bare-assed in my own bed. But you wouldn't hotel. No, I wouldn't. Cause so I, clearly you went ass no, to no, ass no. with someone that had the no, bed no, no. before right. you, and no, you don't realize that's, it. That's why I won't do it. <laughs> but you have. But I know people. No, no, no. He's backpedaling. I have it. He's backpedaling. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying in a my own bed, I wouldn't do it. Right. But but people, when they're in a hotel, they feel like they do whatever they want. I would think that, that a germ got in my butt <laughs> from being naked in a hotel bed. Plus, I don't want my penis touching the sheets that haven't been cleaned. Oh, it's disgusting. Well, now after the story, we know it's gross. It's very gross. And a little, oh, God, a little bacteria could get in a little yep. area. This is some podcast you've put together today, what Jerry. What are we doing? Pubic hairs and lockers, ejaculate on hotel sheets and washcloths. I, I honestly am not sure what we're doing today. Oh. And you know what? It's been fast because the last 12 minutes have gone by in a blink. It's gone very quickly, You know what Jerry. that means? It means we know what we're doing. That's right. Even though we really have no idea what we're doing. What was that? Oh. And I sometimes make noises when... <laughs> Quick one. So today, I want to get your take yes. on how you think this would have went. I think I'm very good with a. I think I have a filter. And so today, I thanked Craig for a compliment. And he said, well, you're no Mike Breen. And I wanted to say, well, he's no Montana. You're no Stern. Right. So we fit in. But I don't know how that goes. Uh, probably not well. Right? So I, probably, I think you played it perfect. Probably, he gave did, you a real compliment. He did. And then because you acknowledged, wow, I actually got a compliment. Then he kicked me in the face. Then he kicked you in the face, but that was to be expected. You backed him into a corner. Right. I never know, though. Like, should you fight back in that, or is it, yeah, I say you show. pick your spots. That's what I do. Yeah, but Eddie seems to just say whatever he thinks. Eddie does, yes. And it goes which is well why most Eddie, of the no, time. Well, Eddie of recent has gotten a number of memos and talking tos from the corporate office. Is so that I, true? I don't think it's going that well. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yes. Jerry, the bad thing about the uh, gym that I'm currently a member of that I quit. Yeah. I only have one month left. They're not going to get to see me in my Roan workout gear because I'm taking that to a new gym. Good for you. Now, Roan, Jerry, R-H-O-N-E, they make these workout pants because, I mean, they have shorts, they have T-shirts, that sort of thing. But I like to work out pants because I have very skinny legs. <laughs> and the good thing is I don't really wash them all that often. These Roan pants that you I You don't wear, need to. I don't need to. You know why? They're made of that fabric that doesn't stick.
thing. It's called anti-odor technology That's called right. Silver Tech. Yeah, Silver Tech. It's That's what awesome. I'm wearing. Silver Tech That's pants. Right. It fends off odor-causing bacterial growth for the lifetime of the garment. It sure does. And um, I bought a pair of black ones because black goes with everything. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I work out in. And here's the other good thing about the Roan products, Jerry, whether you go with the T-shirts or whether you go with the shorts or the workout pants like myself, they don't have, lo- they don't have like giant Roan logos on it. You're right. Minimal branding. Yeah. Minimal branding. I happen to like that. Like stop wearing cheapo free T-shirts to the gym. Well, I, I used to do that. Like world's greatest dad. Well, well, I did that. Yeah. Until I got my Roan stuff. Yeah, exactly, Jerry. Hmm. Get so you're really your yelling at me, aren't gear. you? Well, you, the, I'm really yelling at the audience through you. Okay? I, through you're making you. me very uncomfortable. Listen, just go to Roan.com. That's R-H-O-N-E. Roan.com slash postgame. And you'll get 15% off uh, your order using the promo code postgame. Have I made that clear, Jerry? Roan.com right. slash postgame. And then if you need a if you need a code at the end, just punch post game in there again. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. That is it. Check man. it out. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh Jerry, I'm wondering if you'd be interested in something that this woman is doing in let me see where this is. In in Thailand. Okay, great. Okay. A woman I'll in, never see in my life. A woman in but it's relatable to here in New York City. Okay. A woman in Thailand has gotten sick of the massive potholes on the street. Oh, your long-lost cousin? <laughs> yes. You know, you, we hit potholes here in New York City all the time. Her last name is Siasen. Uh, it is not, but Boomer, you're right, also complains about the virus. Just think of the roads you take to work every day and the massive potholes. I ride on uh, Route 78, mm. and I know where all the giant potholes are, so I know, even in the pitch dark, when to get to the left lane, back over to the right. You're swerving back and forth. I'm back and forth. Get and caught wait. for DUI. Nope, yeah. just looking for potholes. I just know where the potholes are, officer. That's what I would say. So she's gotten so annoyed with uh, them not fixing the potholes in Thailand that she um, she's protesting. You know, a lot of people protest these days, Apparently, Jerry. yes. How is she protesting? Now, she's not kneeling down for the Thai anthem. She <laughs> She has decided to fill the potholes with water, and she's taking a bath in them on the road. How big are the potholes? Exactly. That's her point, to prove how big the potholes are, that she's bathing in the potholes. Well, how did that matter? How is she getting enough water to the pothole, number one? Number two, how that's, big are they? That's a great question. And is she nude? Uh, she's not. She's in a towel, though. So she could be nude. Yep. She's a, she's a model named Palm. Palm. Yeah, strip club stripper. Like there's like this like and I if her name is Palm. She's got to be a stripper, doesn't she? Well, it could be a Thai name. We don't know that. That's true. Right. I'm thinking more in American terms. Mm-hmm. My bad. So on that. this is very interesting here, Jerry. Uh, yep. So in Thailand, they have such giant potholes you could bathe in them. Do you think Palm likes a long, thin penis or a thick penis? Uh, palm. And I'm telling you why. All right. There's a study. We've done this on men's penis length. We have. Length, you did right? this study or you just heard no, a story? No, we did the story a couple weeks ago. Oh, you we brought did the, the study story. in. I thought right? we did the study and I don't remember measuring we, gentlemen. No, 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 no. You read the story read and it. we discussed this the other day. Oh, okay, yes. And I, I did read that. I, I belong you know, my email address, everydayhealth.com. I like this. It's a good website, a little nutrition tips, exercise So you tips, have them email tips. you things? Yeah, and so I got an email uh, about one little fitness program and then on the bottom it was... 
um, healthy penis size. Okay. Basically. And, and you it, clicked and it, on it? It, it? Yes. And it confirms everything we discussed in the study that you brought in a few weeks ago that basically 4.5 to 6 inches erect is about as average and normal as it comes in America. Anything over 6 inches erect is basically unheard you're, of. You're large. There's like only seven. And this this was a big study. I think it was 155,000 men and women because the women come into the study in a second. Um, if we're measuring women's penises, only, that's no, going to no, drop no, no, the number down. No, no, no. I said down. they come into the study in a second. Let me finish. Oh, different. Only two or three percent of men have anything larger than six inches, and only four percent of men have anything smaller than four point five. Everything wow. else falls in between four point five and six, so that's normal. Where the women come into the study is how do they like the man's unit? What do they prefer? Short and thick. Short and thick. It's not. It doesn't matter to them of the thousands of women that answered the question. The length really means nothing as much as the thickness. Really? Yes. Most women said they would prefer a four and a half inch penis that was that had some good size to it. It was thick. Rather than a thin six inch penis. I see. Your thoughts? That's surprising because uh, all we've ever heard in pop culture is that uh, length is what counted. Well, all we've ever heard was, does size matter? And it yes. does. You just have to retrain your way of thinking to what size. Mm -hmm. So average and thick is what they like, not long and thin. Above average, long. See, I always picture, like, when I see a tall, thin guy, I would think he has a long, thin one. Uh, you might be right. I, and I a don't, short... Fat sort guy? Of like, not necessarily fat guy, but, like, you see these, like, stocky. Let me use that Stocky's word. Stocky's a good word. These stocky guys, they seem to be thicker, I would think. You might be right. You're at the gym. We got pubic hairs all over the place. <laughs> Can't you get a look at some of these guys? No, the problem is <laughs> most men, Jerry, of what I found in my time Are in disgusting. Gym, they don't trim up. So oh, who on. knows what's going on down Can you imagine there? living in the 60s, what it must have been like? <laughs> yeah. Bad scene. How about like and in I, we the eighties even? And we got to go here, probably so. But I always think back to like the uh, all the documentaries of the sixties, where you know people were walking around naked and nude, and it's just, I mean, babushka, yeah, <laughs> like crazy. There's more head down there, and more hair down there than on your head. It's how disgusting. do you soak that up? I have and get a lather going. I I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I got to go. All right, Jerry. I got to go do the eleven o'clock update. Coming up next, the warm up. Uh, but first, Al's ridiculous sign off. Sue. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, and the guys are coming up at 6 o'clock. What is up, Al? How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Late night last night, uh, Giants and Vikings. Giants to lose, as you heard from Harris, 24-10. to uh, A couple of different turning points in this game. You could certainly look at A, which I don't think we'll spend enough time on because it's really not sexy and it's not the headline, would be the fact that after the Giants get the game to 17-10, the defense lets Minnesota go right down the field and score, which put the game out of reach. But the what we will discuss, and rightly so, and I understand, is going to be Odell Beckham Jr. getting the taunting penalty midway to late stages of the second quarter, and that's got to stop. Yeah, and then uh, after the game, him saying that he knows he's targeted, that's yeah. ridiculous. Now there, he's in his own head at this point. It's not like the other players, the opposing players, 
need to get in his head. Is he's in his own head thinking the refs are against him for I, whatever reason. Well, and this I found this interesting because I, I went through his press uh, press conference. Mark Canizero uh, had asked him, "Do you think you have created this in terms of the officials?" First, I'll play the clip where he's talking about the refs being against him. The refs are looking to call anything, they're, and they're not looking to call anything the other way. So. You have to know that. And then Mark, I thought, had a great follow-up. Do you think you have created this to where they're looking just at you? You know, I'm not the one who puts the camera in my face. Uh, I'm not the one who, uh, I don't think many teammates knew about, you know, what happened last week, and then it all gets blown up. The only thing I can think he's talking about is McAdoo saying it was a distraction and it had a change and he had to talk to him. I think that's what he's talking about there. But then you go to Eli and listen to the end of this. He's got to play smart, and he just can't can't afford to do anything. Um, you know, they're not, they're not call him. He's kind of brought that upon himself, so he's got to realize that. Bam. <laughs> yes. So that's a little bit of an issue, don't you think? Yeah, you can tell, like, the giant veterans are annoyed by him at this point. Well, it's really hurting what they're trying to do. I'm and annoyed by him just watching the pregame. Every catch he tries to make is with with his pinky or sure. just catch the football like a yeah. regular person. Well, he had a chance with the one-handed catch down the left sideline that he couldn't bring in. If you're going to do it, you got to catch it. Right. So the right. Giants... If you're going to do every one of your catches in practice is behind your head one-handed. Yeah. Then you have to do it in the game. Correct, no Jerry. And so they're now two and two and going to Green Bay Sunday night. So not easy. It's it's really interesting. When they were 2-0, and you're thinking, hey, Ben McAdoo, this is really working. This is great. And all of a sudden, right, Tom Coughlin, now they're closing games. Now they're 2-2 two and two and going to Green Bay. So maybe a little bit of a spot for the Giants. If I'm a, one of the cornerbacks in Green Bay, I'd punch him right in the face in the first uh, series. <laughs> and see if you take you, Yeah, then you would get your one taunting penalty. Then he's already out of the game mentally. And I do like what you said, what he was discussing. He, Listen, you can't get in my head. No, no, they are. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious, actually. You're in your own head now. Whenever the, the, you have conspiracies that everyone's against you, that's trouble. Uh, not good. That not good. True. Jerry, also not good, and you're a Cowboy fan. I would be very concerned about this. Uh, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, yes. after their big win in San Francisco, once they got back to Dallas, partied with Snoop Dogg. So I have the audio. Of them partying with Snoop well, Dogg? I, so he, how about this? How about the fact that Snoop Dogg is DJing at a club? What in the hell does the club pay Snoop Dogg to come DJ? How what about, do you think that costs? How would they even know who... Didn't Snoop Dogg have hits when Dak before Prescott... Before they were born. Yeah, it was, was a baby? Yes, yes, before they were born. I mean, Dak Prescott's, what is he, 22, 23? So, yeah. I mean, he was a, he was a kid. So Ezekiel Elliott, when they played in Seattle, was at a pot store... And Lindo. now he's hanging out with the pot master, Snoop Dogg. I'll play 12 seconds. This is Snoop Dogg. He puts this out on his own Instagram account. Oh, yeah. He's a big Instagram. Tell me if it sounds good enough to play for the guys because when they don't like the audio, then things All right, go Jerry. south. So I'll test it on you. You're the guinea pig. Best part now, the audio is not great. Yeah, they'll hate that. But, no, okay, so it. we won't play it. He said, what up, Zeke? Where's Dak at? And the best part is on his video when he goes, what's up, Zeke? He points the camera to Ezekiel Elliott, and he looks like, oh, I'm on camera. Oh, they no. got me. This is my second pot reference. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because then Snoop Dogg's got this photograph of him smoking yeah. on the same night that they're in the club together. <laughs> I can't believe we're God, still we interested doing? in Snoop Dogg. 
Well, like, he, he oh, makes he himself smokes. he makes himself relevant. Oh, he smokes weed. How shocking! By the way, we're still interested oh, in iced tea doing that's those true. dumb commercials. Those are hilarious. Iced tea? No lemonade. Lemonade. Read the sign. <laughs> right. Lemonade. Dummy. But these guys are still relevant. Good for them. Maybe we can get them to do like one of those boat cruises or something. Or maybe the cubicle with Carton. Or a pig yeah. spank concert. Something or like pig that. spanking at the stadium. Yeah. Look at all these ideas we have. And then uh, Steve Young has a book coming out, Jerry, an autobiography, which nice. means I think that means he wrote it. I would think it means yeah. he wrote about he it. He says that when he was on the Buccaneers in 1985, that a referee came up to him during the game and said, uh, you know, my daughter's going to BYU. You should take her on a date. And then Steve Young says later in the game, he fumbled the ball. And the ref called like a late hit or a roughing the passer or something. <laughs> to have him take his daughter out? To give Come him on. a favorable call and whispered <laughs> in his ear, she likes Italian food. <laughs> now. That's a smart referee. It seems like, you know, in the mid 80s, the NFL was kind of the Wild West. A little so bit. It's possible. Of course it's possible. Like the why guy wouldn't on it be? Pro Football Talk said, why would Steve Young make that up? Right. You can go unless the official has since passed, right. you can go ask him. Yeah. Why not? I mean, if Lenny Dykstra was trying to find out which umpires were gay, which umpires had gambling problems so that he could whisper in their ear to get favorable calls, why wouldn't it happen the other way? Yeah, and anytime you would see like those mic'd up sort of situations sure. with Brett Favre, he was always chatting up the refs. Become there. It's kind of like a catcher. Become the umpire's friend, yeah. and you may get a favorable strike zone. I don't see why this would be any different. We're all human, Jerry. We all just Would you want... play it that way? You could play quarterback. Flag if football. I was quarterback? Yeah, I saw you in that flag football league with the girls and the guys, that yeah. co-ed league. Co-ed, did you yeah. talk to the uh, referees? Uh, I did not. I you probably not. was a, was kind of annoying to them, so right. I probably got calls the other way. Right, so that didn't go quite the that way you wanted to. That did not go well. Right. That, speaking of hmm. which, now this happens a lot on Twitter. And you brought this to oh, my I attention. This. Yeah, and I, I don't understand how it happens. Because people are stupid. Yeah, but when you when you tweet at somebody or you put a post out there with someone in it, don't you check to make I sure do. you're getting it to the right person so that the right person actually sees it? Yes. So in this case, as you showed me the story, John Lester, who's on the Cubs, was getting tweets from people that were yelling at Lester Holt. Yeah, people were very angry at Lester Holt during the Trump-Clinton right. debate. So they took to Twitter to yell at him, but yeah, they they got John Lester instead. Now you're a huge per, you're huge with Twitter, like you love. Oh, I'm Twitter, a big Twitter right? guy, Jerry. Yeah. Although I think you're kind of waning with it, but you like Twitter a lot. You're on it 24 seven, mostly. Yeah. Uh, when you have you ever woken up and seen like you know four thousand replies or or no, never, no. And so nothing like this has ever happened to you where they no, were trying I was to like, find... hey, what's going on? Right. No. So John Lester probably opened up the Twitter and said, what the hell is going on? And then you start reading through them. And then I saw he was individually tweeting people back, telling them they wanted Lester Holt, and then tagging Lester Holt in all well, these comments. Well, it's got to be annoying. I mean, think about it. You're being yelled at, because I imagine these tweets were not good. No, they were not good, Jim. Right. So you, you're probably annoyed reading through them. Say, hey, dummy, you got the wrong guy here. Tweet at this guy. Right. So, And by the way, we actually found, we had a fun one yesterday, and it went all the way until last night with the stuff yesterday with the Mets and the celebrating, which we did here on the warm-up yesterday, people were all over that. You were arguing with Mets fans that they shouldn't arguing. be celebrating I, their wild card it entry. It wasn't about the Mets. It was about the Mets and the teams that clinched a wild card I spot. See. It had nothing to do with just the Mets 
and then Darren from the seven line got it going, and then it took on a life of its own, and all of a sudden it looked like I'm battling against Mets fans. I want the Mets to win. Yeah, you went at them, Jerry. That was did, a good job by you. I'm more in line with you on a Cespedes who says we haven't done anything yet. He didn't even want to celebrate Saturday. So you that, and Yoanis. Right, so I had my own, little, my own little Twitter thing yesterday. And then one last one before we take a quick break. I don't under, I didn't see this story about Ric Flair. He's the wrestler, right? Ric Flair is the legendary. Woo! That right, guy. That's him, right. Limousine riding, that sort of guy. Well, he has a podcast like everyone else on the planet. And on his, he claims that in the mid-90s, after her divorce, he had a liaison with Halle Berry. Woo! He calls it, she took a ride on Space Mountain. That's a euphemism for she was in his bedroom. You know, I got that. Oh. Now, she is alive and doing well. She is. How will anybody go and try and ask her about I'm this? sure she doesn't want this out. A Ric Flair well, looks no, it's like out. that. I mean, there's, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Will she actually set the record Say, straight? Uh, hmm. I don't how, know how you get to a Halle let Berry. let that just sit out there? A Ric Flair liaison? How do you get to her? It's called Instagram or Twitter or something. Just and I'd pay. probably get on the pleasure train if... I, in fairness, in the 90s, Ric Flair was tan. He had the white hair. Wait, so this was like early 90s? I don't even know. I think early 90s, yeah. So he was still in shape. He was still yeah, he relatively was still looking young. Good. Yep. So you could make a case it might have happened. It could have happened. She was on a rebound off well, of then, a bad divorce, Jerry. If you're her, you've got to say something. Well, now he looks like a wax figure of himself, so I don't know that you <laughs> want to admit to a riding on a space mountain which is why you deny it <laughs> yeah yeah but i don't know what that is unless he's got videotape right and that's a problem all right mm. we'll take a quick break and we come back boomer and carton next on the fan it's the boomer and carton warm-up show with alan jerry it's the shortest show on wfan yes it is and it ends in about a minute and a half with boomer and carton just quickly if you're just waking up giants lost to the vikings 24 to 10 last night darrell revis mild hamstring strain uncertain for sunday against the steelers a.o wild card game tonight orioles and blue Jays in Toronto. One quickie. Did you see uh, that we've got George Steinbrenner on a new ballot for the Hall of Fame? Mark McGuire's on it too. Davey Johnson, formerly of the Mets. It's comprised of, I never heard of this before, five players, three executives, and two managers post-1988. Yes, exactly. And it's who votes on that? Those 10 guys. That's that's who makes up the ballot, I believe. Is that I'm confused by the whole thing. Or the, that's actually the field. It's that's called, the field. It's called the Today's Game Era Ballot. I don't know if this is new or not, but it George is. Steinbrenner and Davey Johnson started. are on it. But is it the same guys who, who didn't vote for Mark McGuire for the steroids that are still not going to vote for him or different voters? I don't think it's the same amount of writers because that's over 500 writers. But I don't know. we got to figure this out because that came out uh, yesterday. And we'll see if we get maybe George Steinbrenner and Davey Johnson going on the same year or maybe. Fugazis. Okay, not fine. Uh, Boomer and Wake Carton up weekday next. mornings with Boomer and Carton from 6 to 10 a.m. Spend your middays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m with Joe Beningo and Evan Roberts. Wrap up your workday and drive home with Mike Francesa from 1 p.m. to 6.30 and tune in at night for Yankees baseball and the schmoozer, Steve Summers. All here on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN and WFAN FM, New York. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You, were, you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.